Because it's one of my favorite times of year where we play Where Are They Now? A little Carmen San Diego mixed with someone. People are just like, him? It's officially hyperverbal <laughs> tap, the show that proves fighting way easier from outside the cage. I'm your host, Kevin, with me, of course, Raf Esparza. Raf, how are you? Good, good. So, you know, I don't want to break kayfabe here, but every once in a while when we bring on a guest, it is a genuine surprise to Kevin. On this one, Kevin didn't know, but we did have some chit-chat with the guest. It's a returning guest. If you see the name of the guest, you already know who this is. He's been on the show before, but he has history with Kevin. And Kevin, what was your reaction to when he asked you if the way that you've picked has changed? Instead, I'm going to lash out at you to show you how not okay. upset I am. When you okay. said chit chat just now, I want to explain to people under 30. He means the word banter. Uh, they don't know what you meant, Raph. They were trying to figure out where we're driving. So there, take that. I'm obviously doing great with it. Okay. Uh, well, I didn't know that you were going to get all bouty for chit chat. I make shows for 50 year old people at home. Clearly. Sing. So. <laughs> take that my show and oh shit you know what i realized some of the people i work with ask yeah. what my show name is <laughs> they probably to your day job. it's always my favorite they're asleep before this thing comes out don't worry <laughs> anyway kev you were getting a little bit too big for your britches recently you've been on a streak of some sort and nine i thought fights. what's the best nine way? fights right last week or it's pretty good. It's pretty good. And I thought I need to bring back one of your arch nemesi, uh, somebody who is known in the community as a shrewd picker, has been known to put others at risk so that he can end up financially in the green. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to welcome back to the show your friend, my friend, everyone's friend, one, Dan Hubler. Dan, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing great. I'm happy to be back. Dan, I have noticed in the time since, uh, you and I have spoken a few times, which is good, but in the time since even we've spoken, you have become an active coach and mentor over at 10th Planet Palmdale. How did that come together, and how is it like uh, being back to training? Because I know that you weren't trained during the pandemic. Yeah, uh, I mean, it, it obviously felt really good to, when I first got back and like just getting physically active again. And I, I want to say so much mentor is like I just really enjoy fucking up white belts. So like that's kind of a distinction. You also now have gotten to the point where some of the people who took your class as a, a kid, like your actual teaching class, your day job, are now people that train with you. One, how does it feel to officially be old? Two, does that same energy hold true for those kids that you used to teach as well? You know, I, I, I definitely feel like um, as far as my, like my body holding up, Tiger Bomb goes a long way. But mm -hmm. the joy I get out of like, you know, like hitting a, a nice throw on a kid who used to like scribble on his homework. It, it's just, like, <laughs> worth every it's worth every second of pain, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> We've always been Kevin strong is, proponents of yeah. that. You got to attack the kids early and often. Yeah, because exactly. they're neon is, belly, neon belly for all the you know the shit he didn't turn in, or you know all the all the times <laughs> he showed up late to class. It's like it, it all works out. It's like karma. They're gonna if they stick around, hit this point at seventeen, eighteen, where they're just hopefully they take pity on you. So you got to get the licks in. You just got to get the beats in. That's been my theory. Yeah, exactly. And if they ever start to get too good, I'll just go for like heel hooks and like you know, I'll go for the dirty shit. Speaking of which, Dan, are you are you gonna be the type that retires before they become of age where they can hurt you? Are you gonna be like, Hey kids, um, you won't get your come because I'm just not gonna roll with you anymore? Um, you know what? I, th I think I'll be always be okay. Cause I've always been pretty selective with my training partners, but I kind of like frame it in a way where like, you're not good enough to roll with me <laughs> instead of, <laughs> instead of saying that, like, I don't want to roll with you because you might hurt me. It's always like, yeah, fuck you. You know, like you're not ready yet. Yeah. Anyone that's ever talked to you for two minutes has felt that energy. This is not a yeah, exactly. Like, exclusive. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like how, how dare you speak to me? Right. It is a great thing because, Dan, you are, of the people that I know, one of the most degenerate gamblers that I know. What has been the best parlay or the best gamble that you have had in recent time, sir? Uh, 
Um, I don't know. I've, I've been doing pretty good on like the three, uh, the three leg compact round robin, which if you're unfamiliar with means that you're basically making four bets. You're picking three fights and the way it works is that you basically have two fighters grouped together, two fighters grouped together, two fighters grouped together, and then you have all three of them. And so if all three hit, obviously you get a big payday, but as long as at least two win, you cover, you know, whatever it is you bet. So I've been doing pretty good with those because even when I don't hit all three, I usually get two out of three and, and it at least covers my best. I don't lose any money, but yeah, that's been, I haven't hit any of those big, like seven, eight fight parlays in quite some time. Um, but there's been a lot of like really predictable fights lately that there hasn't been a lot of value. I think like, like Kevin said, he, he, I think, would you say you hit eight fights last week? Nine. I said nine, nine fights, fights last week. <laughs> so how many, how many did you get wrong? How many uh, were the total? Ten? I think there was 13. Uh, like fights. four. Let's say four. Okay, good. Well, let me scroll well, up. Remember, Hold on here. Well, okay, I Jeff. do remember last, I do remember last week when I was watching the fights that only one, uh, Betty underdog, won the entire card so there's been like a real like a lot of really probable scenarios that have played out recently so it's been hard to like find value in those betting on those underdogs and making that plus money you know boy do I. dan especially when they play human chess with the fighters every week before there's a solid five cards that go up within 72 hours give or take yeah, I mean, like, even this card, it's like, I don't recognize all the names on it. Like, there's just so many people on the roster now, and they have so many events, like, every like every weekend. And even for a guy like me who watches all of them, it's hard to keep up. Yeah, it's impossible to do it. And I think Kevin and I have become a little bit better. Kevin definitely has proposed to me for my own mental health to take some time, and I've listened to him. And I've gotten to the point now where sometimes if I miss an event, I go, you know what? I just missed it deal with that world i just play Uh, a recording back to him where he's like no 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 no, no. i need to see tyson pedro and harry hunsucker and figure (laughs) out rubber meets the road what's gonna happen here that's a really exciting fight to me okay i I, I really love that fight (laughs) here we go raf two seconds of yes and (laughs) dan Dan brings a no thank you approach to the analysis section for me Okay, well, Dan, you have famously in the past, I think when we last left you, you were easing out of tournament hosting. But what have you done to fill that time? Because yeah, where Kevin are they now? That was the uh, let's catch up. Where's Dan Hubler? <laughs> yeah, yeah I, like I out mean, of jail, of obviously not in yeah. Vegas mm-hmm. yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I have a lot of house plants. Um, you know, that I think the whole COVID quarantine thing kind of hit millennials all in the kind of the same way, and like. Some of those hobbies became universal. So I have a lot of house plants now that require a lot of attention. Um, and and I, where did I that start? Tennis. Because <laughs> I saw a few go up and I was like, oh, good for him. He's getting into guarding now. And then it feels like you're going into the jungle cruise at the very beginning yeah. at a portion of your house. Yeah. And I'm like, go I was going wow. more Jumanji. I was, I was going more Jumanji. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I feel like in general, anything, anything I, I, I want to do, um, I want to do like the very well so you know when i got into like house plants i was like okay well i can't just stop at like a few i gotta like do really well at this and like raise all these sick plants from low because i like to go to lowe's on the weekends because that's when they put everything 50 percent off and you can find the plants that are like a little bit damaged but like you get a great you get a great deal on them and you can, like, mess them <laughs> so at, at first it became like uh, like a, a a frugal thing like i'm gonna buy these plants really cheaply and like fucking like raise them and, and make them great again and then it just became like a collecting thing and now i have too many are you gonna give some away no fuck no fuck <laughs> like, no, no, no absolutely not they're mine yeah <laughs> you know you really do see it all the way through um dan since it's been a while since you've talked to kevin you do know that even though you're good at picking and i do like that it is important to me that that you trash talk well. And although I know you trash talk well, you've caught up with me a few times, but you don't know what's new with Kevin. Would you like to ask him a few questions so that you have ammunition? Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, sure. I mean, I, I would like to know if he's still picking fighters based on abs and hair and, and stuff like that, um, or if he's, like, even... If he's even, like, researched at all, like, what their fighting style is or anything like that, or if he's kind of just, like, picking names that have happened. Well, yes... He is still using abs and hair because this is America, isn't it? 
so I don't mm-hmm. have to respond to stupid questions, but I did. There is a clear delineation between how many abs you have and your fitness level. Are we still debating this in 2022? I mean, Sage, Sage Northcutt would, would disagree. Okay, one example. All right, here we go. I'm uh, also doing a lot more betting. So while it hasn't been going amazing, it hasn't been going horribly either. So I'm doing a little bit of just keeping an eye on the book, which really helps with some of these fighters where you're like, oh, absolutely. Amir Albazi, yeah, I know what he and Francisco Figueredo are going to do. I know where the money is, and that's why you're here, my friend. I'm excited for the ones you disagree with the lines on. Yeah, I'm hoping that we definitely disagree on some of them. Um, There's definitely some very heavy favorites that, for some reason, like I can already assume that you're going to take the underdog in, so I'm excited to hear your argument. Lovely. You're not going to reverse me into it. I know Paulo Costa is a drunk. <laughs> and Dan, before I let you ask another question here, you were mentioning Paulo Costa, at least his opponent. Where do you fall on the Luke Rockhold is okay scale? I think he's super okay, but I think mm. he's also like kind of like reached that stage of grief where he's kind of like accepted the fact that he's going to get knocked out brutally tomorrow night. And he's kind of just like, fuck it. I'm going to say whatever I want to, you know, like everyone's going to hear me right now. And I think that's kind of what he's doing. I think one thing that has struck me is how everybody who is very pro drugs has seen him and goes, man, he's spitting fire right now. And I go, yes, (laughs) when he's talking about Dana White, I think we're all in agreement. It'd be nice if he wasn't such a dick and that being Dana, but Luke doing it in such an emphatic way where it's just like, do your homework. Hey, yeah, I took some shrooms and I feel great. DC. What's the issue? (laughs) I just have a moment where I step back and I go, I don't know if this man's is okay. Kevin, have you seen any part of this? I've had the opposite problem. I'm looking in oh. the mirror every day like, why do you agree with Luke Rockhold? <laughs> why is Luke Rockhold in your brain right now? Get out. Get out. You said if this day came, you'd stop doing the podcast, and here I yeah. am. Yeah, it's close. I would tell you this, though, The Kevin. last three things he said, Raph, I genuinely found. You know when that sucks, when you're like, well, I agree with Luke Rockhold. And you find yourself saying it, catch through. He's been right. He's been calling out fighter pay, though I do agree with Dan's assessment. Doesn't give me ringing pride for what's coming. <laughs> Giving me real Liz Cheney vibes to kind of borrow a current metaphor. He just already does have that like that tone like, look, you're not going to want to hear from me after Saturday. I think we all know that. So let's just get these in. What else can I would I do? say, I would say the three things that you're talking about. So normally I don't love it when athletes go in on the media because it's usually for dumb reasons. It's like you didn't like me sort of reasons. But when he said his stuff where he's like, do your homework, you guys, you handed him a Mexican mask and he's not Mexican. And I go, uh, yeah, I mean, kind of. I mean, I'm Mexican. I don't really care. If somebody handed me a mask, I'd probably put it on. It's all right. And then he's like, yeah, you guys have that deal with Dana. You know, I don't want to get there. And I go, oh, is he talking to those idiots, the Nelk boys? Oh, is he talking to the barstool people too? Oh, this is great. Yeah, go in on them. Fuck them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You do whatever you want to them. So that was the moment I said, damn, am I agreeing with them too? Like, what's happening? Shit. It's not a good feeling. It really isn't. All right, um, Dan, I'll give you an I mean, opportunity. I, I agree. I, I agree with him on that fucking homework shit. Yeah, I fucking wish I could say that shit in my class all the time. I mean, I don't. <laughs> so the people who, are excellent for just bringing it full for just supporting his shit. The people who impressed me, uh, who made a edit of it, I'm gonna get them wrong, but uh, it's a combat of conscious of combat MMA. A connoisseur of combat MMA. They were the ones who did that Luke Rockhold 
in an elementary school saying, do your fucking homework uh, video <laughs> deep fake. That was really good. So props to them. We ended up following each other after that one because I gave them props and they followed us. And I was like, all right, you're cool now. So yeah, props to those great. kids. It was really good. I don't know where ESPN uh, gets their numbers. Sorry, I'm just checking their <laughs> okay. card props right now. Go on. Well, don't worry because with I got a former from- sponsor of the show. Yeah, oh, that's right, Dano. We didn't even tell you this. We were DraftKings sponsored for like three weeks. Oh wow, that's pretty cool. It was great, and you know. I don't know what to do with that sort of information. We'd love to have them come back, but then, you know, it's work. But we're okay yeah. if they don't want to come back, but that's how things have changed, I guess, for us since the last time we talked. I'll keep sending you shit two weeks early. I miss you, DraftKings. Come back to me. Yeah. Is it Depends, because yeah, I've been winning cool. so much money? <laughs> Is it because of my personal account? Because it's almost football season. It's coming back. It's true. It's coming back. Uh, Dan, I'll give you an opportunity to ask one more question to Kevin before we transition to the game. I mean, I guess the only other question is, do you actually know every fighter on this card? Because I can't say that I absolutely do. I not only have been to three of the fighters on this card's weddings and at least two (laughs) brists, I I, I know every fighter. No, are you kidding? I can't even pronounce one of them. ESPN didn't even try. With Erica Lang, there's one where Arrow. I can't wait for Raf to give it the old college try. It's gonna sound like he's trying to name a type of Cessna. No, 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 I don't, I don't know them all. But yet, I feel like I know some of them enough. Jose Aldo's on this card, everybody. I'm glad that Fighting Kevin a is type really, of vacuum. I think Kevin is really bringing a stepdad attitude to these fighters. Yeah, I can't wait to maybe get to know him. I don't know. We'll see. Mm-hmm. See how it goes. All right. I think it's time to transition to the game of Over Under Kevin. Oh, that was too fast. That was too fast. What the fuck? Fast. I gave you plenty of fucking time. You didn't even. You did that on purpose. No, play the fucking song. Do you need me to wait for you before doing the spiel now, Kevin? No, no, no. Go ahead. Okay. Thank you. I wasn't sure. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to a segment of the show that we like to call Over Under Kevin. No. <laughs> God damn it. We already did it. Take the fucking thing off. <laughs> you, Hey, I'm just saying, let's be nice here. There's no reason yeah, I- to get feisty. It, it is plenty of reason to get feisty. I gave you plenty of time. I said, Dan, you have one more question. And then Kevin thinks to himself, well, that's not a cue. No, I'm sorry. Was I hold on? Not a cue that time. You know, unfortunately, I told Kevin something that I do on the game show that is very similar to this, so I can't get too bad at it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to a portion of the show that we call over <laughs> to Kevin. I, no, this, I no fourth time will, is too many. You went to the well too many I'll go times. To the vodka Kevin. Now. I'll go to the vodka. Yeah. Thank you. Blah 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 game. You know how it works. Each participant gets 15 seconds to who they think is going to win. And if I so deem it, I give them 15 seconds of rebuttal time. Now, granted, the person who actually picks the most right is technically deemed the winner. However, the true winner on this show is really done by who talks the best trash. Gentlemen, do you both understand the rules? Kevin, do you understand the rules? I sent Aaron McKenzie, an MMA (laughs) fighter, home crying a few weeks ago. That's true. He did. Some tequila shots. And a cryptocurrency victory that I think I might have purchased. I understand the rules. Oh. Okay. Uh, Dan, do you understand the rules? Fuck you, Kevin. (laughs) That's the best way to say you understand the rules. All right. Let's start with this. 15 seconds are going to be put on this clock right here. And it is going to start with a welterweight bout between A.J. Fletcher. Wasn't he a press secretary? And... Hmm. Mm-hmm. Is that mm-hmm. acne Lusa? Yeah, that's that's what it is. Kevin, you start off. Fifteen seconds. Go. I ain't no Lusa, is what I assume it was, and I see my first value in the night, and it's a tough one because I think AJ Fletcher might have 146 abs. 
I'm not quite sure I can count that high without removing shoes. I'm going with I ain't no loser. Oh, that was a twist. I had AJ written in parentheticals to start. All right, Dan, 15. What do you have for us? Unfortunately, I have to agree on this one because AJ does have a million abs, but he's also (laughs) fought a bunch of nobodies on the local scene. He has a bunch of first round knockouts like he, he, he hasn't proven himself at all, and, and when he's stepped up to the UFC level, he has lost. So I'm going also with Lusa, which is, I think, it's the pronunciation. And Raph, I'd like to interject. You've already heard yes. how cheap this man is. This is True. a man that buys the smaller condoms not because they fit, because they're cheaper. <laughs> this man looks for value at Lowe's <laughs> on the weekend with the sad people. That is who we are dealing with. So Kim, what this else is a do good you moment. think you would find for fifty percent off on Lowe's when Dan goes to beat all the other dads? They offer him the full size section. cigars. He's like, no, 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 no. How much for a pretty much smoked one? Just to really sneak in some deals. Walks into the frozen yogurt place. He's like, uh, what about if you limited it to just half of the goodies that I could choose from? The man knows how to get an angle. Interesting, interesting. Your response to that, Dan, 15 seconds. I mean, this is one of the like rare opportunities on the card where we have an underdog who I think should actually be favored. Um, I, I think Fletcher is getting a lot of credit here that he has not like deserved. He hasn't proven himself at the USC level. Um, I just feel like this is one of those situations where even if you don't like Lusa, if you don't think he's going to win, just because of the odds, you almost have to take a gamble on him. Oh, Dan's bringing real analysis to this. I forgot he does that sometimes. Kevin, <laughs> there's something I want to come back to here in terms of shitting on Dan. Do you get the impression? We could say this stuff. He can't. He has an actual job that would be affected if he did agree or disagree with this. So Dan's just going to stay silent as we roast him. But do you get the sense that when maybe something like a fight breaks out at his school and Dan has to calculate the odds, he'll tell one of the kids, you're the underdog and been like, you fought basically nobody's on the recess place. Um, your jungle gym skills are kind of average. Uh, your 40-yard dash, uh, a little disappointing. And basically, I've seen what you eat, so your diet's not good. Yeah, you're hitting me already on some insults I was going to keep, but if Chris Rock <laughs> played it in a movie, that's Dan Hubler, the character. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, Dan, you can't respond to that because your job would be affected by it so i won't let you respond but you just have to take it we're going to our next fight and dan you start this one off it's a light heavyweight bout between tyson pedro and harry hudsucker proxy (laughs) yeah that sounds good dan you start off 15 go uh i'm loving pedro in this fight yeah he's looked great since his since he came back to the ufc in like a three-year layoff um he's looking really sharp with the stand-up and from the clinch and then we got Hunsucker on the other side who's lost his only two UFC fights. Um, he's been undersized. He's dropping down a division. And I don't I don't see any way he wins this fight. Interesting. Kevin, 15 seconds for you. This fight is minus 800. This fight sucks. This is one of the many fights <laughs> where you shouldn't be able to, but you can measure it by a little factor I called war tattoos, Raph Tyson Pedro. Oh, my God. You both have agreed on the fights so far. I just want to point that out. If Can you've had your love it? handle tattooed, you're a warrior. <laughs> it tickles, it hurts, and it's soft tissue. Thank you. Dan, what were you saying before? I mean, we also have to acknowledge the fact that Harry Hunsucker has a literal like chain link cage tattoo. And those have ne- they weren't cool in the 90s. They're not cool now. Like anyone who has the cage tattoo is probably going to get fucked up. It does look a little like they were looking for a Chuck Liddell type to fight Tyson Pedro, and that was all they said. They just, they're like, do we have anyone that kind of looks like Chuck Liddell? They're like, kind of. And not high on cocaine? Yeah. He's not very like good. That, they're like, perfect. Who cares? I like that Kevin is in the realm of, you know, this is really a casting issue. <laughs> They just, I, it's just I, not good so- selections around. You've heard how they're picking fights. You get what you eat. It was gross. The hunting metaphors. Well, Kevin, you're going to continue this, and it's going to be a lightweight bout between Leandro Santos and Jared Gordon. 15 on the clock for you, go. Okay. This is tough. 
Because I typically don't trust people that don't have hair. I'm just going to say it. I do my best. I try to do the reading, put the time in, have the conversations. And I especially don't like to pick people named Jared. But I do have to go with the world's most dangerous insurance salesman, Jared Gordon. Excellent. Dan, 15 for you, sir. Okay. I, I mean, I, originally I was going to go with Gordon too, but now that you said that, and I can't, I just can't fucking do it. So I'm going to go with Santos, even though he's old as fuck. Um, he's like 40 something now, and he's fallen off in recent years, and he lost to fucking Clay Guida. But I'm going to go with him just because he was, I think, better than Gordon at his prime, even though he's not nearly close to his prime anymore. Wow. If you put Lusa and Gordon. In a nice, in a, excuse me, in Santos in a parlay. You know what? I'm going to do it for everyone real quick. Just to see what this is. Because that's, um, that's kind of shocking to me. Go ahead, Ref. I do have a little point here, which is that earlier, Dan's concern was that you were going to follow his lead. And that you might pick something or reverse a pick based off of his picks. And yet... Hmm. Kevin. He appears to be following me like a plant to water. Is that yeah. the saying? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if I'm you, Kevin, I'd throw in a few poison ivy. Oh my God. It's plus six thirty six on uh, draft <laughs> Queens. If you want to get in on some, some Hubler picks. <laughs> draft Queens definitely uh, only airs on the BET network, by the way. So, Draft Queen's one of my favorite brunch spots. Do not miss it. <laughs> uh, Dan, you lead us off on this one. It's a bantamweight bout between No Way Jose Aldo and Marab Devashili. Go. Oh, man, like I, I really want to go with Jose. I think it would be like an amazing Netflix film like a few years from now if you won this and <laughs> eventually got, got his way back to the title. But I just don't fucking see it happening, man. Like, I've been watching this guy fight for, like, since I was in high school. Like, how fucking old is this guy? Like, I know he's not as old as I think he is, but how fucking old are you to still be fighting at this level? Um, I feel like Father Time has to catch up with him eventually, and you got a guy who's a great wrestler on the other side. Like, you almost can't bet on him, even if you love him. All right. So, Dan definitely said no way, Jose. Kevin, what are you doing on this one? I love that he called out it'll be in a few years for Netflix because they're going to start making it stat if this fight goes goes the way I'm about to predict it goes. With a plus 115 knockout because he's going to remember how to leg kick. I do not trust people that sound and just generally have names that remind me of the vacuum industry. Jose Aldo. Wow. Jose. Yeah, Kev, give me the jujitsu going back. It's just it's deep, and it's it's uh, it's risky, but I will acknowledge what you're doing. We've got a flyweight bout, Kevin. You tell us who wins: Danielle Larusso. I just like that name better, and Victor mm, Alta Mario. Go. Just so we're all. On the same page, we're talking about the first fight, Daniel De Silva versus Victor Altamirano. I mean, you could call it that, but you would be wrong to call it like that, but sure. I have a moment where I think, which of these is more likely to be a Clint Eastwood movie? The De Silva or the Altamirano? And it's pretty simple. Altamirano. So. Okay. Altamiriano sounds like a street in Pasadena that I'd never go on, so I'm just trying not to say it as much. Did you but have yeah. sounds like a Clint Eastwood movie and your Kevin picks it? I, I did. I usually have a few things in the bank just in case uh, okay. the guest is dry. Unfortunately, we don't have that tonight. Dan, what do you have for us? 15. Wet guest. This is just like one of those examples of like where you, you should just go with the nickname. Like instead mm. of butchering his, his pronunciation, you could just call him El Magnifico because that's his nickname. I'm going to go with him because um, Daniel, again, is seems like a Kevin pick. Great abs. Doesn't doesn't have a whole lot of uh, experience on the on the UFC scene. He's 0-2 oh in the UFC, and I think he's probably going to get finished again. So I'm going to go with El Magnifico. You know what made me nervous, too, while we're talking about De Silva's abs is what's above it, which is a real Conor McGregor tattoo. And I was, I was just immediately like, I don't like it. I don't like it. 
Dan, you presented something called a Kevin pick. Now, you are the hundred and first. And it hurt. It did hurt, just for the record, emotionally. The insult. Well, I I got the the tone. I have to be honest about this. He's not the hundred and first. I got to go double check this. I thought it was a hundred different guests. Anyway, we've done over a hundred installments of Over Under Kevin. And nobody has called something a Kevin pick. How do you define what a Kevin pick is? I feel like a, a Kevin pick is, is someone who looks like aesthetically like a great fighter, mm. um, even though they're not. Okay. So for this card specifically, I would think like a Kevin a Kevin fighter in the, on this card would be like a Luke Rockhold, where he's still aesthetically looks like he's at the top of the game, but he's really not. He fell off some years ago, and. Kevin just hasn't let it go yet. Uh, before I let Kevin respond, I would like to say this. Our nickname for Luke Rockhold for, what, six years now has been the Kendall. And I have to say, with each passing year, his Kendall looks do not look like they're staying as they once were. Now, granted, we all age. Granted, I think Dan and I actually look the same. So it's hard to say that we've aged. Yeah, do you? <laughs> so no, we'll, we'll get to it later. Sure. Yeah, I don't want to shit on your point now. I don't want to be the. Thank you. But I'm just saying, if you look at Luke Rockhold, when I'm like, oh yeah, that dude used to be good looking. Now, whenever I'm like, yeah, we used to call him the Ken doll, but now he's definitely a little rougher on the edge. Maybe they left him out in the sun too long. Am I the only one who thinks this, Kevin? I don't want to rebuttal because I just scrolled mm-hmm. through the only bet I have on this upcoming UFC fight, and it is on Luke Rockhold. <laughs> so I've got nothing. <laughs> he's got me. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, Dan, you're going to tell us he's winning this next fight. It's a bantamweight fight between Aori. Killing. And Jay Perrin. Dan, who do you have? 15 seconds. Um, I'm going to Aori because I have no idea who the fuck Perrin is. Um, he's probably a really great guy, um, but I have no idea who he is, and I know who Aori is, so I'm going with Aori. Okay. okay. Very good. Kevin, what do you have for us? I'm going with Jay. Here's, You've never met anyone named Jay that you <laughs> wanted to have a fight with. It's a, it, it's a name you overcompensate for by having a tremendous amount of physical strength. And I'm going back to my roots here. Abs. Okay. Uh, Dan, did that fulfill all of the components of a Kevin pick for you? Uh, I mean, yeah, I guess I guess the, I'm now looking at Jay, and he's not 2-0 on the UFC and Dana White contender series, so it sounds like definitely a Kevin pick. You know, he's not technically on paper a very good fighter, but he does have abs, so makes sense. Yeah. If that is the case, and a tap Dan. out shirt, yeah. motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, if that is the case, and you are looking at Kevin, maybe Kevin's just doing the fighters a solid by bringing up their spirits by telling them, maybe you don't fight so good, but I believe in you. And you know what? You look good. Good for you. He does have nice hair. I'm, li- I'm li- looking at his picture on Sheridog right now. He doesn't look very well put together. So even if he doesn't make it in this fight, I'm sure he'll get like another. Another shot at it eventually. Plus, I like to people. I like to pick people that are sexually liberated and understand. One of them <laughs> is orthodox, and the other is switch. I'm gonna go with the switch every time. You know, someone that's gonna spice it up. Excellent point, Kevin. Let's move on to our next fight. It's a middleweight bout between Paulo Costa and Luke Rockhold. Kevin, where do your allegiances lie on this? Well, it's obvious. This is a t- this is an abs showdown mm-hmm. right here, especially if it was four years ago. It's a really tough category on the which Paulo Costa is showing up, and ultimately, yep. I'm going to tell you why I'm picking Costa because okay. it's in Utah. I don't think that's an accident. I don't think they wanted to send him to someplace like New York, Paris, <laughs> anywhere where it's fun. We were like, let's send him to the most boring city on the planet to beat up Luke Rockhold. I don't think that was an accident. So it, it hurts, but because Salt Lake is so much the wonder white bread of human states, I am going to go with Paulo Costa. Dan. 
Unfortunately, I have to agree with everything Kevin said. Um, they they're fighting in a place where you can't. Wait, fight you have to agree with everything like, he just said. Like I mean, everything, he, literally, he just said right fight, there. They're fighting in a place where you can't buy alcohol after like eight o'clock on a Friday night. So I think it's very <laughs> intentional. Um, not our rules, Ralph. Fact, this is not Dan and I's statehood. We didn't choose yeah. this for them. Yeah. I feel like um, it was intentional that they drug tested this man at six o'clock this morning. Just like <laughs> this man, he's like physically like perfect as far as like a fighter goes. Like it, it, as far as his power goes, his athleticism, yeah. he could keep fighting for five rounds. Like he is like the steroid like fucking example. So um, I think it's almost impossible to bet against him. Okay, but Let yet me... I did with two dollars and seventy-five cents, just as a heads up for everybody. <laughs> Dan, I have to tell you this: you brought up the the USADA test because there was definitely a moment where Paul Costa, after weighing in, said "fuck USADA," a sentiment that I could maybe understand, and he seemed to reveal a little bit later that part of that was compounded by the fact that USADA showed up at his place at 4 a.m. or something to come get a sample. And for so many other people, I would have such sympathy. But because it's this goon, I just laughed really hard and said, yeah, I'm okay with that. USADA, I think they do. I think they're in on that joke. I'm I'm good with them showing up at 4 a.m. Exactly. If you watch the weigh-ins, is there anyone else at those fucking weigh-ins that you would put higher on that list that this guy might be on the juice? (laughs) if you're going to test anyone at 4 o'clock in the morning, it's that fucking guy. USADA is definitely watching them walk into a place and going, mm, I'm going to test that one first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good, too. That was my one as well. Well, I mean, let's say he wins this fight tomorrow night, and yep. let's say he passes his drug test. Like, mm-hmm. this is a big fight for Paulo Acosta. Like, right, like he, he proves that, like, that last, you know, the wine incident, it was just like a one-off deal. He's back on track. He's in shape. He's on weight. Like, he proves he's not on the juice. Like, this is a really big statement fight for Paulo Costa. So I'm really I mean, he proves on, he's not on the juice right now. I think that's it. However. I mean, but, I, but Yeah, but I'm okay with that. Yeah. I, I feel like, in general, if fighters are on the juice in between camps, like, to recover or, like, whatever they need, as long as they're not on the juice right before the fight, like, I'm totally okay with that. Like, but I love pride fighting also, so I'm kind of biased. Yeah, Dan, Dan, you use it to recover from shoulder surgery. You know what? Side note. I'll side that part (laughs) out, y'all. They're not a sponsor of this show, but BioPro Plus. Look into it, guys. Use the code grappling hour. Drug me back to life. Just saying. Uh, I'll count that as a mention on a show. So check mark. Um, Yeah, Dan, I'm with you. I understand that, yes, it should be amended, blah, 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 et cetera, the fighters. However, I do believe that yours is a little bit more in the realm of you want to keep your Pokemon alive. So you're kind of like, yeah, do what you need to do, but show up on August 13th and beat that ass. Is that exactly. kind of where your perspective is? Exactly. You you better get the fuck in there and win me that gym badge and the nurse Joy will fucking take care of you in between. But you get out there and you fucking fight the best you can to champ because that's what he fucking looks like. Before we go any further, I did have to ask this. This is one of my preloaded questions, Dan. Who have you held a grudge against recently that's burned you on bets? Oh, fuck. Let me think. Uh, what can I give a – I'm, I'm going to give a shout-out first. Angela Please. Hill. Fuck. She was on – I always bet Angela Hill. And she – you know, she's lost a series of really bad split decisions, I think. Yeah. And so to see her win recently has been fucking great. It's been great to see her do that. Um. I think, well, honestly, I think the, the, the fighter I have the biggest grudge against right now is fucking G3, Gerald Merchart, because I always think he's going to get knocked the fuck out, and he never does, and he always finishes the guy sometime in the second or third round and, and proves that he's like this wily veteran, even though I think I always count him out. So I guess fuck that guy, but good for him. <laughs> good. I'm glad we got that out of you. Uh, <laughs> we can now live a little bit happier knowing that's what you said. Dan, you're going to tell us who's winning this bantamweight bout between... Oh, I actually put it twice. I'm going to double-check and make sure I didn't forget one. We already talked about Jay Perrin, so fuck them. Dan, you're talking about Marcin Tybura and Alexander Romanov. Is he a Black Widow name? Mm, interesting. Dan, 15 seconds, go. 
I'm going with Romanoff. Um, he's really exciting in short bursts, even though I don't know how well he's going to do at elevation fighting it in this fight against Tybura. He's very experienced, but I think Tybura is well-rounded in every area, but not exceptional in, in certain areas like Tybura is. I'm sorry. Like Shit, you brought up elevation. Can we go back to that last fight for a second here, Kevin? And are we concerned with elevation and uh, Ricky Martin lookalike? Paul Costa with that pick. Is that a question to me? Because yes, I am yeah, that, concerned I about Kevin. his. Oh, you uh, are okay. Good. I'm really worried about his physical fitness because you know you you just wonder is he going to sneak in? Why? Yep. You know. Yep. Did he, he bring, bring it, it in his case? Him? Did somebody mm-hmm. say to him, "This is the most boring fucking city on the planet"? No. <laughs> when I say boring, I mean there's no fun booty districts. But man, there's no place called Coca Bolos because that's too fun a name. They're not gonna. They're not gonna allow it. So maybe he snuck it in. He was like, "Get me eight bottles of that stuff I like from Trader Joe's and some ecstasy." <laughs> and he just seems like a friend of mine. I don't know. Yeah, and I want to assure the listeners that we will spend more time talking about this fight than we will the main event. And I feel okay about that. And by but this Kevin, you fight, mentioned- you mean Costa, not. Tybora Romanoff, who I'm no, 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 we're we're done with them. I mean, you have to do a prediction, but yeah, I was gonna uh, say Tybora, fuck you, Dan. Okay, yeah, put that in your mail, that in your who's got nuts calculator. I might put money on it. Uh, I'm glad we did that because I again, Kevin, when we talk about the whole Paula Costa thing, he does invite some questions because after his USADA incident. He grabbed his water bottle that essentially was labeled secret juice. He's going to be the first UFC fighter to have a, a burn can in his <laughs> in his fight quarter. They're like, uh, why do you want a whole metal container and lighter fluid? He's like, none of your fucking business. Dan, I'll ask you this before uh, I give it back to Kevin. What was the secret juice? What was in that, that container? Just purely Asai, I'm sure. He, uh, the man looks like he is just like a fucking specimen as far as like mm. natural strength goes. I'm sure it was mm-hmm. just Asai and like good vibes. And, and Jesus, I'm sure. Good vibes is what he was drinking. It's <laughs> <laughs> the best explanation I've heard so far. In I'm going to tell people. There's probably some, like some hair extensions there. <laughs> All right. I think it's time to move on. Featherweight bout between Sean Woodson and Luigi Saldana. Kevin, you start us. Super easy, even Mm -hmm. though once again, I'm worried about the follicle situation, but I don't want to get obsessed about it, right? I want to remain true to my height and stomach tattoo fear. Okay. Sean Woodson, right up there. Dan, what do you have for us? 15 for you. I'm going opposite on this one. I'm going Saldana. Um, I, he's a huge underdog in this fight. But I think Whitson is just like just too fucking big for this division. He looks like a fucking skeleton out there every single time. And even in the fights where he wins, <laughs> he gets his ass beat. So mm. I feel like it's a matter of time before he gets his ass beat to the point where he loses the fight. And I think this is that time. So I'm going Saldana. Put it Excellent. on the Hubler value pick. Pick it up this Saturday morning, fifty percent off. He's plus two fifty, like two plus two fifty, I think. Yeah, for a skinny God, guy, that must feel really good to see. No, Ke- fuck, he's like plus two. He's plus two ninety now. Shit, Kev. One of these days, I, mean, I think a, that. a good prank would be to get Dan's internet connection. And make it so that the sites that he visit automatically go to a site that gives him the wrong betting odds. Like, I think that would be the most glorious one. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, so before we go any further, I should remind you, Dan, you've done this before, so you do know what's coming. There usually is a wager here on the show. Now, granted, we're not betting money on this because that would be something illegal. Let's call it that. Yeah, of course. But 
there are usually wagers of a different kind. Kevin, would you like to walk mm-hmm. us through some of the wagers that have happened in the past? Well, Mrs. McKenzie owes me three shots of tequila and a show endorsement. It's true. That's, true. that's for starters. A uh, lot of social media gestures lately. Still the continued t-shirt exchange. And there's always, if you can name a cool technique after me and show it on the Instagram, uh, that's that's also obliged so dan without saying what it is if you have something in mind do you have something in mind um yeah i guess i do okay okay we're gonna have you pause there we've got three more fights to go over i've got someone attached to the american shoey with a ranch water Uh, that's a different bet but yeah pour pour a beer over american cheese uh, into a shoe no saliva involved but it's still gross Poor Dan Tom. And listen, Dan Tom <laughs> is such good people that Kevin, oh, I don't know if you know this, but he recently gave us a five-star rating and review on our show. I think that was part of the bet. I don't remember if it was. Okay. I think it was that he lost and that he had to do the ranch water thing. But lo and behold, a couple weeks ago, I see this lovely review from him and i said man this dude really likes us and i, really I don't like know why him, to be fair even though he, he is great over the show. he's a he's a sweetheart all right Big fan. we're gonna move on to the next fight dan you tell us who's winning this one wu-tang yuhan or <laughs> lucy Pudulavia! go um just because you said wu-tang i'm i'm going with her i'm going with wuhan um wuhan, i feel like it. she's I, I, I've always bet on her thinking that she's going to win, and uh, I've always lost. Uh, but I think this is that time. So I'm going to go with her. I'm going to put some money on her and hope that this is that time. But I'm also kind of accepting if she loses. I'm not going to lie. I think it's even money to bet on DC yeah. calling her Wuhan. <laughs> I'm just trying to point it out to people. Yeah. It's a very big possibility. Kevin, what do you have on this one? That's a pretty classic Dan Hubler pick. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to go that route. <laughs> I, I don't want to. I want to find myself exhausted in in, in bad money. So I'm going to go with uh, Lucy Pudilova because of a reach thing. It, so Kevin, can I ask what constitutes a Dan pick? Boring, pretty condescending, and at the end of it, you're like, well, it was pretty, but I don't feel good about myself. (laughs) Is it also filled with such shame that you can get out of here soon enough to get to the lows before all the other dads get there? just a dash of anger, it's funny. Yep, all that. It's just... It'd be a little nicer if it wasn't zesty. Yeah. All the good plans are gone already. It's it's late. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> I would say, though, there's something that I know Dan can't talk about this either, Kevin. So this is purely a me and you thing. But don't you really want to see a Dan Hubler parent-teacher conference moment? Would I want to see his gardening show. Are you kidding? No, I'm going <laughs> to see if he was Instagramming a new one where it's like, this is Dan Hubler here. How to get your strawberries to bloom a little extra this season that's a good idea dan could potentially be our bob ross with an edge don't put your mitt too close to the edge it's gonna go everywhere (laughs) i have thought about going like full truman show in the past but like i don't think i can like get away from it enough you know yeah i think the hard part is dan's very much like i'm not doing this anymore fuck you guys bye and then just kind of gets out of there like rick sanchez I've always kind of been. Oh, I've always kind of been a person who's been like, okay, this is too much work. I'm, I'm out. So, this is fun. Yeah. yeah. Well, speaking of too much work, gentlemen, tell me who's winning this flyweight bout between Amir Al, mm-hmm, Al Bazy. Mm-hmm. There we go. Versus Francisco Figgy Smalls. There we go. Kevin, you start us off. Fifteen. I don't understand. Anytime the cards like this are this off kilter from a betting perspective, I just don't trust it. So I'm going to listen to the sports books, the sports gods, even though I don't like it because I love Francis Francisco's name. I'm going to go with abs Albazi. Okay. Albazi. Dan, what are you doing on this one? 
unfortunately I have to do the same thing again. And I feel, I feel, honestly, I feel a little bit weird, like agreeing with Kevin so many times, because I feel like Mm. inevitably that means I'm going to lose money. But you can't bet on the second best figure brother. Like you have to take a Bozzi. He's great wrestler, great in the clinch, pretty good stand up. It's almost impossible to take Figgy because he's so defensive and so slow. Uh, I, I could see him winning like round three, but round one and two are probably going to Albazi. Kev, can we have a moment here? Hmm. Can we do an addendum or like a redo on what a definition of a Dan pick is? Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm open to suggestions. What do you got? I think a Dan pick should be redefined as what did Kevin pick again? Yeah, I'm gonna do that too. <laughs> okay. Climate change is I mean, real because it just got hot in here. <laughs> I mean, but at the same time, Kevin was also bragging about winning nine fights last week, and last week about ten favorites won. So he's betting all favorites. Um, I think this weekend is no different. There's going to be a lot of favorites who win this one. I don't, I don't see a lot of underdogs winning. But the few fights where I disagreed with Kevin were the ones where I picked the underdog and he picked the favorite. So if there's anyone not risking anything, it's him. That sounds like uh, another addendum needs to be added to the Dan Hubler definition of a Dan pick, which is salty may about also it. <laughs> there's be a little, saucy. I think saucy. Might be a little spiteful think, about yeah. the lineup. No. Hey. No, the, the, addendum is, the addendum is if I'm picking an underdog, it's because I think they're a good value. And if you're picking an underdog, it's because they have a great app. But you're picking them after Kevin. Is so it what supposed does that to say sound about bad you? when you say it out loud like that's that? A, it sounded that's awesome. That's it just sounded like I'm dope and you're a little nerdy. <laughs> if you don't mind doing it again slowly so I can get it on audio. <laughs> Oh man, I didn't mean to make you more cool. I guess I did. Uh, I think by um, accident, that was the coolest Kevin has ever. I'm over on here show. crunching the numbers. Yeah. He's just <laughs> picking out abs. <laughs> great. We got the first Frank Grimes moment of the podcast. We sound like All the right. Manning brothers. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kevin. Uh oh, you're gonna listen to Dan. I, I was like, pick. I completely forgot we were still picking fights. Yeah, let's it's do It's all this. right. It's the last one. Are there more Thank fights? God. More no, fights? It, it's the main event. So <laughs> <laughs> we're there. We ended up getting through that shit log uh, to basically get to a point where I'm going to tell you this right now. Dan Hubler, who's winning this main event between Manny, Kamaru Usman, and Leon Edwards, Dose? And you will be given 23 seconds on the clock. Go. I, there's almost, again, it's boring, but it's hard to pick against Usman. He's, he's so good. He won the first time. He's improved so much since then. His stand-up has improved. Wrestling's improved. I don't know what Leon can do to beat him. And also, Nick Diaz slapped the shit out of that man. So, like, to bet on that man after he got slapped, the, sh- the shit slapped out of him by Nate Diaz, it's almost impossible. So, I, I cannot bet on... Uh, I cannot bet on Leon, and I have to bet on this Copy that. Kevin, what do you have for us? <laughs> I just so badly want to zag here. I want to take another $3 and light it on fire, but I cannot. Oh. This isn't a good fight. This was a placeholder fight that they scheduled reluctantly, and they have fundamentally forgotten this fight is happening, I think. There was a moment where I, Dana was just like, you know, it's not good when your headliner. They're like, Luke's not your headliner. He's like, what? They're like, Usman Edwards. Is like, you know what? You're. I'm so sorry. You're right. It was one of those. You know, let's get back to the headline. Not a good fight. I'm worried about Leon Edwards. Not his physical safety. He's going to make it all five rounds. I just don't think he's going to win. Do you think it's a problem when ESPN sends you the following two emails? in the week <laughs> the number one is uh hey by the way um your subscriptions going up like three bucks sorry followed by hey do you want to sp- like save 20 bucks on this this pay-per-view just this one because if you bundle hulu disney and espn 
We'll do it. We'll give you twenty dollars off this one because this card sucks. <sighs> this one, this, this one's card a little... royally sucks. It's, Dan uh, it's said the nicest thing I've sucks. ever heard about it. You said it was it, top it, it's heavy. Top heavy. Yeah, this is not Jessica Rabbit. This card sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's given how truthful Dan can be when he is speaking his mind. I thought that was the nicest language I've ever heard out of him regarding (laughs) what looks on paper like Raph, we want you to pay $75 for that. And I would counter with how about 25? If Does they, that seem like a good counter here, Kevin? I, I think they owe us six minutes of Luke Rockhold's stand-up comedy. Luke Rockhold's going to do a few <laughs> minutes. Just, you know what? I think you're right. I think give him the shrooms before or after the fight. You pick. No big deal. And just let that man have a microphone. Yeah, try and say Harry Hunsucker without laughing your balls off for five minutes. <laughs> we, 75 goddamn dollars. Oh. Good Lord. All right. Perform- in the event. In the event that they just keep giving out random awards which have no times or meaning should we add crypto in here raf i don't know do we predict it already so what i'm doing right now yeah we're gonna do performances of the night there's gonna be two performances of the night and a fight of the night (laughs) and if we go to a third tiebreaker we will now add you have to both pick one person who gets a crypto bonus Okay. Because that's what people do now. So, Kevin, you start us off. We are going to apologize. Two performances of the night. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Performance of the night first goes to Usman. They're going to have to write him an extra check just to show up to this shit show. He's going to be like, Salt Lake, are you joking? Next, I'm doubling down on the Aldo. That feels good. Fight of the night, I feel pretty strongly about Tybora Romanov. And then I guess you're Crypto King. I fucking hate you for making me even say those words. You together. said it! Yeah, I, I'm just trying to market it. Okay. I, I want to give a little yes and. Paulo Costa for showing up sober. <laughs> you're young. Here you go. Here's some crypto. And I get the feeling that people might get behind that USADA fuck them vibe. So there's a possibility. All right. Dan, what do you have for us? Two performances of the night, please. Okay, so I definitely think that um, Bob is going to get one. Um, if he can beat Jose, I think like that proves like upper echelon. And even if he doesn't finish him, I feel like that's a statement making fight. So I feel like if he wins that fight, he's going to get the bonus. Wait, and I'm sorry. Like other, Who did you bonus. just? Are you picking people right now, Raph? Did you get that? <laughs> he, uh, I think he was saying Marvin Dovshili. Thank you. Oh, Dovshili. Yeah, Thank think- you. If Marab beats Jose, what regardless of finish or not, like a statement making, so I feel like he gets a bonus. Love it. And if I the other bonus is inevitably going to go to Paulo Costa, who's going to knock out Luke Rockhold very brutally, and then like flex all his abs and all that shit, and drink like pound a, a bottle of wine and knock the guy out of the shoe and do all that cool stuff. So I think he gets the other one. And what's the fight of the night, sir? <sighs> fight of the night. Fuck. I'm going to go with Romanov versus Tybura. That fuck's get out there and they throw down for at least seven minutes and it's beautiful. WWKD. Beautiful seven minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, Kevin, I missed that. What were you WWKD. What would Kevin mm. do? It's just mm. carbon copy. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Definitely a Xerox machine that just happened there. I it's brush your teeth for two minutes. Yeah. I brush my teeth for two so, minutes. So, Kev, you know, I get the impression that Dan's like, oh, I haven't been on the show. What have you guys been up to? But meanwhile, he's been listening every week, and that is how he's made money. <laughs> he's listened to you get picks right, and that is what he is then. He resold that to me on my Grappling Hour show. I'm surprised he's not madder at me about my last Juliana Pena take that. <laughs> That's <Sure>. I only... <laughs> <laughs> And of course, Dan, I need one crypto yeah. bonus winner. And it cannot be Costa. I'm going to go with Tyson Pedro. I feel like he, besides wow. from drunk Costa, he's the most marketable fighter on the card. And okay. I think like he has that cool, he has that cool accent. He's like, yo, he's like kind of edgy. I feel like if he wins the <laughs> fight, he'll get Dan, a bonus. For the first time, you just sounded like every Hollywood executive trying to explain their market. <laughs> 
he's young, sexy, but not just Sonic the Hedgehog, but like a younger and sexier Sonic the Hedgehog now. Uh, exactly. Yeah, he's knuckles. All right. Dan, the time has come. If you had a bet in mind, we would love to hear what it is. Now, mind you, we do have veto power here, but what would you yeah. like to pitch to Kevin? I would give Kevin the option of uh, being in the headlining spot on the next Dreams you get to card that I personally host. Hmm. Hold on. As a fighter? What are you giving away here? I'm, I'm giving him a, a showcase spot on the first Dream Jiu-Jitsu tournament that I personally host. <laughs> so, hold on. Aren't you retired? I am retired. So that's, a, that's a relevant to the belt. Hmm. So it seems like people would never see that bet come to fruition. But would they want to, Ralph? Would they want to? I mean, people want you to run tournaments. I still get people who talk about how well you run them. So I've never forwarded that your way because I know I want you to live a good life. All right, Kevin, what do you have as a counter to Dan? Because I think he was waiting for you to pick so that he could say that was his idea. This is simple. I assume, based off of everything I know about him, he's an amazing instructor. I think this is a chance to showcase if I win, he has to name a move of my choice after me. If I lose, he gets to name a move of his choice after me. I'm into it. Okay. I'm into it. And vice versa for... Yeah, so, because like Dan, you know, Kevin's like not training a ton. So, what are we gonna do for Kevin? Well, no, this is the point. Like, if I lose, he gets to just name one and be like, "Here's the verbal tap," ah. and, and it's, it's a really like, shitty uh, move. Well, his, I mean, his creative control. Mm. But if we win, we get to be like, "This is the verbal tap." That's fair. Yeah. Okay. But also, if I lose, it might like bring me out of retirement, and I'll have to do the better. See, that's oh. fun. I do like that. Hey, I, you know what? Shoulder surgery's coming. It's not here yet. We'll see when the tournament begins. <laughs> I got time. I know. How to so tap. let me let me see if I can get this straight. <laughs> I need to talk to with uh, our good friend Sean to see. We're gonna hey, do Sean. a no weight limits at all mentioned <laughs> match between me. Wait, wait, wait. You you can't you can't even get a hold of Sean nowadays. Sean I know, I know. He's you can only talk to Megan, and that's it. That's fair, but I like the idea that if I do see Sean while hiking up far too many mountains, that I would have to pull him aside and go, do you know that Dan leveraged just free entry <laughs> and a showcase role to my co-host as a wager because he didn't I'm have anything else Dream he wanted to wager? I'm going to see Dream Jiu-Jitsu announce it's like Gordon Ryan's fighting Andre Gavo. It's like, not any fucking more. He's not. He's fighting yours truly. <laughs> Or it that is, he has to go second on the card. Elmo versus <laughs> Kevin Phillips, motherfuckers. <laughs> Sorry, uh, I made a bet, y'all. Uh, look, I don't want to talk about it. Okay, before we circle here, though, Dan, can you give us a preview? Because that would mean you'd also have to play matchmaker. Who would you try to match Kevin up with? Because Kevin's a purple belt, a little out of the game just in terms of training because of injuries. So we yeah. can't just give him a, a ringer. We have to find a fair match for him i'll fight him myself oh i like this from a size perspective oh. we, can, we, we, we we can do that we can super match for like uh whatever stupid reason i'll end uh, up on a video call for whatever hold on kevin i like that he said for whatever stupid reason <laughs> Completely forgetting the hour that we have spent talking to each other <laughs> for this whole thing the entire point there was okay. a reason. You know what? This sounds great. I'm I'm good. Kevin, are you good on those? I'm fine. All right. <laughs> Maybe he and I'll just exchange acid recipes. You call it. <laughs> 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 yeah, we're good. Dan, you're good with this. Yeah, if you guys end up just celebrating like Apollo and Luke Stick. Oh. Thank you. Kevin, you could cut that. Thank you very much for that. Uh, Dan, as is tradition, we normally invite the guests to come back next week after the fights. Would you be interested in coming back to talk the fights with us? Let's do it. Sweet. All right. 
Dan Hubler, you can find him still blocking the Korean zombie from having that Instagram after all these years. And I'm surprised he has not bought you out. But yes, you can find Dan at Korean zombie on Instagram and other social media. But that's the one. Dan, do you have anything that you would like to say before we get on out of here? I'm more handsome than he is. Oh, well, that's in the eye of the beholder. It's hard to do. All I was going to say is if you want to do Danny, do him a favor. Don't find him. How's that, America? And that'll do it for us here tonight at Verbal Tap. I'm Kevin. Thanks for listening. Good night and good night. Please note, the new number is...